Every December in London, a magnificent Christmas tree is unveiled in Trafalgar Square. The Norwegian spruce is cut from the forests surrounding the Norwegian capital of Oslo and is sent to Britain as a gift of friendship and thanks. The tradition has lasted 75 years, and the cutting of the tree is attended by the British ambassador to Norway, the mayor of Oslo, the Lord Mayor of Westminster, among other dignitaries. Each tree is specially selected, one of two selected each year from a cluster of individually marked and protected trees. How this Christmas tradition came to pass is a story that began more than 100 years ago, but how it continues requires the care and attention of a dedicated team of foresters. Hello and welcome to Engineering Matters. I'm Alex Conacher. And I'm Johnny Dowling. For this episode, we will tell the story of the Trafalgar Square Christmas tree, and we will look at the journey each spruce makes from the forests of Oslo to the pavements of central London. We will meet the man in charge of protecting and selecting the trees today, and the war hero who inspired an annual tradition of goodwill between two nations. Once upon a time. Donald Buller was born, fittingly, in December 1907. He was the son of jewellery merchant George Cecil Buller. And Winifred Buller, who held the women's record for cross-country flying in England. She also flew her kids to school, as well as working as a test pilot, and actually achieved this record while they were still growing up. Donald grew up and went to school at Harrow, and became a keen sailor, joining the Naval Reserve. At the outbreak of World War II in 1939, he was called up, first commanding a harbour defence patrol vessel and then an anti-submarine flotilla in West Africa. But he is most famous for a single mission he carried out to the Norwegian island of Battledon. During the night of the 8th of April 1940, Nazi Germany launched a stunning surprise attack against Denmark and Norway with the same key objective in each country. Capture the king. The kings were brothers and Hitler was convinced that by capturing them, he could control each nation. In that, he seems to have been right. The Danish king was captured and Denmark surrendered within a few hours. But the Norwegian king escaped. The royal family at this point consisted of King Harkon VII, Crown Prince Olav, Crown Princess Martha, and their three young children, Prince Harald, Princess Astrid, and Princess Ragnild. Princess Martha took the children to safety in her home country of Sweden, which was not at war. While King Harkon and Prince Olav were taken to London to establish a government in exile. To coordinate with the Norwegian resistance, it was necessary to deliver radio equipment to Norwegian agents from London. The audacious boatsman, Lieutenant Commander Buller, was selected to take his small motor torpedo boat across the North Sea to rendezvous with these agents. These were 35 metre long plywood boats, powered by four supercharged petrol engines and armed to the teeth with heavy weapons. For more stories involving Buller and men like him, check out Dog Boats of War by Leonard Reynolds. 
Back to 1943, Buller successfully evaded German patrol boats and braved the seas to reach the island safely, camouflaging the boat under netting and foliage for about 24 hours while he completed his mission. He returned safely to London with two trees lashed to the boat. They were gifts from the Norwegian resistance, one for King Harkon himself and the other for the British princesses, Elizabeth and Margaret. The latter was placed in Trafalgar Square and inspired the post-war tradition of the Trafalgar Square Christmas tree, which began in 1947. Lieutenant Buller returned to the war at sea until his boat was destroyed by enemy action in July 1944. He was pulled from the waters and spent the remainder of the war in the Marlag POW camp in northwest Germany. After the war, Buller had a successful career on the stock exchange. On his retirement, he and his wife sailed a 75-foot motor cruiser around the Mediterranean. He died on the 11th of November, 1993. But his legacy is lit up every year at the start of December to this day. My name is Eivind uh, Birkland and I'm the forest manager for the municipality of Oslo. I manage the forest uh, east of the city. Ivind works for the Agency of Urban Environments. He manages about 1,000 hectares of forest with 12 employees. They do all kinds of silviculture, uh, logging, planting, thinning and so on. And they also do manage the forest roads. As well as ski tracks in the winter, they even have a small school farm to show local children how to grow food. All of the trees bound for London come from the forest close to the city of Oslo. So they're all naturally grown forest trees. That we, We've got a, quite a few trees on the list that looks okay or good even. And we try to maintain them by clearing around them. We do fertilise them a bit. And because they're fairly huge, big trees when we send them, 20, 21 metres. They're usually 60 years old or more. And they usually manage a creche of 300 to 400 candidate trees that look like they might have the size and the looks. Most spruce trees do not have an even nice green canopy when they're at that age. They usually lose the branches from the bottom up. So we do lose quite a lot of trees that we think is looking good in the youth. But when the trees grow older, often they grow into an undesirable shape and lose too many branches. But some few trees actually do look okay at 20, 21 metres tall. So, so we got a, got a list of them. And uh, each September, we drive around, try to find the nicest tree we have. And then prepare the tree to be sent to London every year. One also gets sent to Oslo University, but Ivind promises. The best trees goes to London and the second best trees goes to the University of Oslo. When it comes to cutting the tree, is that Ivind's job? No, I haven't cut the tree, but there are some of the forest workers that work for me that uh, do the actual cutting. I sometimes do the climbing to attach the strap for the crane. For a tree of this size and importance, it needs to be gently lowered, so a crane needs to be used to help lower it. For the past few years, 
This has been provided by Nordic Crane. We can only choose trees that's within about 40 meters from the road, uh, or else we have to build a road. And we sometimes do that, build uh, temporary roads to get to, to the good-looking trees. The lowering is probably the most difficult part of the operation. If the tree has weakened with age more than expected, it could collapse on the spot. And then there is transporting it by truck to the port at Breivik. A journey of 150 kilometers. If you don't go slow enough, you could have the top breaking off. Or if you go too fast, you could dry out the needles so that it dries out and fall off before Christmas. That could be a disaster. The tree lies in a wooden cradle on the truck and steel wire keeps the broadest branches from scraping on the sides of tunnels on the way to the port. There are over 1,000 road tunnels in Norway due to its aggressive topography, so this is a real risk. Quite a few years ago we had an accident uh, getting all the lights in a tunnel, the first tunnel we met, so quite, uh, we tie it down to, uh, so it's less than four and a half metres high and less than three metres wide. So, tied down, secured in a wooden cradle, and with the driver instructed not to exceed 35 miles per hour, the tree eventually arrives in Breivik, where a trolley takes it onto a ship. The method has not changed much over the years. We got bigger and better trucks now. Uh, We used to have smaller trucks. So in previous years, more of the tree would hang out the back of the trailer which was not good, so we have to drive even even more carefully before. Uh, that's been, a, it's, it's better now with bigger, bigger trucks. The ship leaves Breivik and arrives at Immingham in the UK. The Norwegians hand over responsibility to the British, who then have to hide the tree until it is ready to be taken to Trafalgar Square. And the beginning of Advent. The story behind the Trafalgar Square Christmas tree is a 75-year tale of peace and goodwill between two peoples that began after one of the worst moments in history. Long may it continue. Merry Christmas from all of us here at Reby Media, especially to our friends in Norway. This is our last episode of the year, but we'll see you in 2023. Engineering Matters is a production of Reby Media. This episode was written and hosted by me, Alex Conacher. My co-host was Johnny Dowling. Sound engineering by Ross McPherson. Editing by Will North. Series supervision by John Young. And the riddle in our Christmas cracker is Rory Harris. Merry Christmas and thanks again to our guest Ivind Birkeland, to the Municipality of Oslo and the Agency for Urban Environment. And thank you for listening. You can find Engineering Matters on all podcast apps, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn. 